Hi everyone, you're now listening to episode 82 of the Tilt and To The Podcast, hosted by me, Tabriz. And me, Faisal. Welcome back everyone, episode 82, another week, another episode. A, a week to celebrate. I was we didn't think say, it was going to go that way. I was going to say, the energy can be hot this episode. Grin from ear to ear. It definitely didn't look that way. But, man, we pulled out the bag. We will get onto that a little bit later on in the episode, but yeah, let's give a little recap of the week, Faze. We're getting straight into this one. There's a lot to discuss, lots to talk about, energy, okay, nice, energy, nice, mate. Nice. Give me the energy. How's your week been? This is where it falls off a cliff. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, not a lot. <laughs> nice one, cheers. Not a lot. Dry January's come and gone. We uh, had a little dabble in our drinks over January. Like? Literally once, we had one uh, at uh, the Blues game. Okay, that's not true. I had a work... Oh, yeah, that's true. Dinner. That's true. That I was, definitely got yeah, really yeah. drunk. But either way, I mean, it was an involuntary <laughs> jan- dry January anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we've been on our little hustle. We've been we've been on the gym hustle. Yeah. Keeping that going for anyone who knows us. And, uh, yeah, hopefully some exciting things in the works well, as well. Well, it. factually exciting things in the works. Exactly. But, um, yeah, release dates and such pending. Well, I'm going to put it out there. I think yeah, we should yeah, announce it. it. I should think we should announce it now. Website is pretty much ready to go live. Yeah, We like should be 9, going 9. live. 9%. Yeah, We're targeting episode 83 to make the announcement that the website is live. So same time next week. Hold us to it. Keep us true. And yeah. We'll share all the links and uh, hope everyone gets involved. Exactly. I mean, again, next episode we'll, we'll give more of an, an oversight and an official announcement. Of, yeah, one an official announcement and also what we want the website to be and achieve and that sort of thing going yeah. forward. So yeah, keep listening. Watch your space. Bit of hard work or a fair bit of hard work gone into it and. Again, some more hard work around video content as well. We had a little package that came today, which yeah. will hopefully help us. <laughs> a little with uh, the quality minor, of exactly, videos. Minor quality quality update. But, but come on, mate. Should help. Should this help. is a passion project, man. This is all out of the pocket. So it is, it is. Take it easy on me, man. But yeah. So big things. We've been working hard in the background, finally getting some of the things that we've wanted to do over the line so watch this space more of an official announcement coming next week episode 83 so again stay tuned for that yeah i mean just quickly on that note as well i mean if anyone does have any suggestions on like video ideas or anything like that that you want us to cover let us know on the socials drop us a dm the idea is that we are going to be creating a lot more content basically a lot more short what's the word short form content yeah. in terms of you know videos are more around I guess the few minute marks really and more Three, live time updates exactly. as well would be exactly. ideal really in terms of games along with obviously longer of, form content yeah. as well when we can but yeah just to get our just to get our content out there it's definitely worth like you said after games and such giving a live match well, for people who aren't whatever. even at the games and exactly. stuff like that who want to know exactly you know what's been happening what's the latest you know we did blues news on this podcast to be able to i guess quickly get that out in you know really live time really yeah when a story breaks being able to do a quick video content bring people who are interested up to date up to speed of you know all the information we know you know i think that'd be really important and really good for us and for you know the community and you as listeners so 
Stay tuned. I have to stress. Stay tuned. Episode what was your week like then? Uh, well, apart, apart from my mild concussion today. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, not too bad. Yeah, if I'm slurring or I sound like I'm talking absolute rubbish, it could be the mild concussion I suffered from the uh, from my game yesterday. Went up for a header. You know me, man. The absolute midfield general that I am. Went up for a header and the geezer behind me just smashed straight into the back of my head. And yeah, I've got uh, what feels like Mount Everest just peaking on top of my head at the minute. Mm. So mm. not the best. Not the best. Bit of a shock to the system, but I'm still here. I'm still here. Episode 82. It won't stop me. But other than that, like you said, a pretty, pretty just standard week. More work on the tilt and two. Exactly. Hustling, hustling. So, yeah, but other than that, very, yeah, very quiet. I was going to say, you know, pretty just mundane, but that is until the Blues gave us the roller coaster of our lives or in recent times against Swansea. Again, we'll get into that a little bit later, but man. No spoilers, please. No, but, well, the spoiler is an amazing game. And if you're there, and if you were oh, there, yeah. sorry, I'm so jealous. So jealous. So jealous. Right. Before we get into Blues news, let's do the shameless plugs for the socials. If you're not following us, make sure you head over to our Instagram, at The Tilton 2. Yep, Twitter, Facebook, at The Tilton 2. YouTube, The Tilton 2. Like, comment, share, subscribe. As we said, new content definitely coming soon. And shortly, as Tobias mentioned, our website. Tune in next week. We'll give all the details, but yeah, exciting. Yeah. That's it. We're going to be a lot more active on all of those. So make yeah. sure you head over there. Give us a follow. Reach out to us. Engage with us. That's the thing that we say all the time. We love the most as doing this podcast is, you know, meeting and communicating with other blue noses. Um. So, yeah, like I said, yeah. we don't bite. Our DMs are always open 24-7, like a revolving door they are. Exactly. So make sure you reach and out. You know, again, without getting ahead of ourselves, when the website launches, the whole idea is to hopefully get you, our listeners, more involved. So yeah, definitely. Stay tuned. Definitely, definitely. Okay, let's go straight into blues news. Let's do a head dive. Diving head first, shall I say? Right. Let's have a quick recap. I mean, the main thing is transfer deadline day. Episode eighty-one recorded it on the Monday, the day before. And there were some twists and turns. Some twists and turns. So we'll do that, get this out of the way before we give you the latest as well on a new takeover twist and turn. It has got more twists in it. It's got juicy. Man, it has. And it's got more twists in it than a Birmingham canal, I'll tell you that much. Topical and relevant. Did you write that one down? No, nope, that's off the dome. That's off of Mount Everest Peak. Jeez. I know, mate. Right. Chance for a deadline day before we get into the takeover latest. So we had some links. Steve Cook being the first one. An interesting one. A player I'm very familiar with. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with. Premier League footballer at the moment. Centre-back, 31 years old. Currently plays football at Forest. Has featured this season for Forest, but not a regular starter. This one was... Yeah, I mean, we knew we needed depth in the back. But you think we've signed Kevin Long, 
who's already a 32-year-old. That one to me screams, yeah, we've signed Kevin Long. We still know we're weak. He hasn't filled the gap that we wanted filling. Faisal? Oh, is that was that you? Yeah, what's sentence? your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, it is true. We've seen already that Kevin Long came in a bit up in the air, really. You had some Burnley fans kind of singing his praises. You had some Blues fans saying that he looked decent. Either way, we were sceptical based on his age and stuff. And right away, we've seen, yeah, the impact that he's had, which at times has been a couple of mistakes, really. I think that, that I think that personally just screams. Kind. What? Well, yeah, I think it, one it is absolutely <laughs> kind, definitely. Yeah, he's not up to the mark. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, he hasn't been. Yeah, he hasn't played in ages, yeah. but he's not up to the mark. He is thirty-two years old as yeah. well. We've only signed him on a six-month, and yeah, I'll be, I'll, yeah, I don't know. It's up in the air if we sign him or not. I mean, if yeah. we've got other options, I'd say not to extend. I know exactly, and that but, does reek of of that being the case. Yeah, nothing against him, but it's just a, a fact, and football is ruthless. And I think this, us even being in the picture for Steve Cook, just reeked of, yeah, we still have that hole missing. Mm. We still have that, you know, weakness yeah. that Kevin Long hasn't been able to fill in. The deal didn't go ahead for whatever reason. But, yeah, it was one that had a fair bit of traction anyway towards the end of transfer deadline day. Um, and yeah, it was kind of touch and go if it was going to happen. Mm. But that's what I kind of took away from that. The player, well, the one signing or the one bit of movement that was concrete came in or an incoming on transfer deadline day, Manny Longello. Mm. 400k is the reported figure. Signed on a three and a half year deal. Player in his early 20s. Again, what are your thoughts on that one? That yeah, was our only bit of, you know, what our only incoming player. Yeah, yeah. On I mean, one day. made sense in terms of the loan situation. Mm-hmm. For anyone who knows, obviously, what you're only allowed, what is it, five loanies on a match day squad. Yeah, and before he was permanent, we had six. Exactly. Um, so, obviously, we needed to get one of them permanent to get him, obviously, or offload one, because otherwise one, you exactly. have to sit one out, yeah. Exactly. So, in terms of that, it made sense. But also... I know a few Blues fans have been sceptical on Longello. Me personally, I've quite liked him. Don't get me wrong, I have seen he's a bit of a defensive liability or he's not as strong as what we would ideally want in that position. But I think in terms of output, he has had some output and he has had an impact on some games. And I think even after signing him, completing that signing, we have gone on to see again not wanting to get too much into the Swansea game, but he had an impact in that game as well. The deal, in terms of being 400k and a three and a half year deal, I think is really good business. I don't know whether, you know, long term or even in that time span, he will necessarily be a starter or whether that position is a position now we can afford to not strengthen. But just on a scale of depth for the squad, I'm happy with it. I mean, personally, you? I don't think it gives us any more depth. It doesn't because we've just changed, we've just converted a loan yeah, yeah, into obviously. a permanent signing. But I think in terms of the deal, it's an interesting one. I think personally it's a good signing. I think, and we've both said it, he's like a player in the rough. Mm. You know, he's not the finished article. He's not polished. But there is definitely a player there. 
attacking wise is definitely a strong suit. Yeah. Defensively, he can get caught out, and that's where I think it, yeah. you see his vulnerability and that. Now, as Trusty you say, having to cover him and yeah, that and that's where I think it comes into when I say you know he's not the finished product yeah. and he's like a you know he's in the rough really. But I think we've signed him on the potential that he's got, and I think he definitely does have potential when he's on when he's when he's on his day. He is, he's a great player. I think yeah. for us, like I generally you do notice him. His attacking threat is there for everyone to see. So I think overall, I'm happy with that. Yeah. What Take I, shots on goal, gets crosses in. Exactly, exactly. But what I do think is interesting is, so as you were saying, having six loanies before he signed the permanent and one of them having to sit out you know, a few games back, Longello was being that player who had to sit out. And Eustace himself even came out and said, yeah, he's been off it the last couple of games. Yeah. And we both said, didn't we? we said, yeah, he's very sceptical. I think, it, you know, it looks from the outside that he's sceptical. He sees Longello yeah. as maybe not, you know, I guess that that starting yeah. wing back in the system. He definitely knows he's raw as well, but it's yeah. almost like he didn't even want to take a chance sometimes well, on that rawness. Yeah, exactly. And now we've gone and signed him. So... Because that's what I was thinking it was going. I was thinking, yeah, Yusuf's not that bothered with him. Doesn't really, you know, yeah. rate him as highly as clearly, you know, the club do. And, yeah, I could see him just kind of after that, kind of wading into, you know, in and out of the squad, not having a concrete place, really. But going, signing him, and in our current financial state, even being able to spend 400k, even any bit of money, I think shows some real intent. And, you know, how much a club do value Longello and the potential he's got. Another interesting point was how much has come out from West Ham fans on this one. A mm. lot of West Ham fans on social media have been really vocal, you know, with their basically annoyance of money Longello going. You know, they've had a lot of players that have gone from the academy for, you know, prices that they don't agree with or they feel like they've gone too soon. And yeah, what I've seen on social media, a lot of West Ham's are saying that about West Ham fans, sorry, are saying that about Longello, saying that one, you know, it's almost like they just churn players and just sell them before they've even had a chance in the first team or even had a chance to break out into the first team. A lot of them rate Longello, feel like the fee was too little and a lot of them wanted him to stay, you know, and push potentially for their first team. Do I think he'd get it? I don't think so. Not any time soon anyway. I think where he is at Birmingham is probably perfect for him and his development. He's going to get game time. The championship is probably perfect for him to build that defensive side of his game and to continue, you know, working on his attacking game. But yeah, it's just an interesting one. I think mm. personally, the caveat is, yeah, I think it's a great signing in terms of potential and where he can go. I think he could, you know, he could turn out to be a really, really good player for yeah. us, or he could also turn out to just be, you know, a wing back that, you know, might go turn into a bit of a squad player. I think it's all on him now where he takes this. Yeah, I mean, either way, he's our strongest in that position right now. Yeah, a natural, natural that wing is back. undoubted yeah, left wing back. Anyway, um, yeah. And I can see why, you know, if you're a West Ham fan. I can see why there would be a bit of frustration, really, because especially from their point of view, he's not someone that they've necessarily seen, mm. but it's someone who they've heard whispers about having potential and all that stuff. And then 
you see him sign to us for a very low fee for a few years. And let's be honest, a club that, especially when he signed, were on literally one of the worst runs in the championship. Yeah. And we're getting him for that figure. So I can see why on the face of it, they'd be annoyed. You'd want to sort of get more for him from what they've probably heard about him in the background. But either way, for us, I'm happy with it. Um, I'd like to think that he's going to do decent for us. Again, his output's been there, so I'm rooting for him. Yeah, 100%. Right, while we're on wing-backs, Marcel Oakley, Mm. we mentioned, came back off of loan. Um, I was saying that, you know, I can see him now you know, challenging yeah, the yeah. first team squad. We're he was weak really and one depth. of the only out of the five or yeah. whatever that came back that I thought would get around in and around the team, to be honest. Yeah, me too. And especially with how weak we've been. Yeah. You know, and yeah, we're weak in that position. We've, we've said this for time, yeah, for so long, how we are in a wing back position and actually having dedicated wing backs. So I was surprised. But yeah, Manny, Manny Longello. Marcel Oakley, sorry, has now gone back on loan. Um, and where's he gone? He's gone to Scottish Championship, the Championship leaders, sorry, Queen's Park. So, yeah, I mean, this one I was quite surprised on. I wanted to see him push. We saw him in a blue shirt and he's kind of looked hot and cold, hasn't he? But on games, man, I mean... When he first broke into the team, he had a few good games. I was thinking, man, he's going to keep Colin out of the team at this rate because Colin was on a bit of a dip in yep. form and he looked good. And then you kind of saw that after a few games, yeah, Marcelo really needs some more development time, really. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's hot. He blows hot and cold, basically. But it was strange because, again, another player that we were linked with, very weak links, but apparently we we're looking at Jake uh, Bidwell from Coventry you know a wing back and you're just thinking we're obviously looking to strengthen it's a visibly obvious position we need to strengthen and get depth in even bringing like you said Manny Longello mm. when you haven't brought depth in you're no. just converting a player or a deal into a permanent you haven't brought more numbers into those positions that can actually challenge for the spots but when you're looking at Jake Bidwell you're looking at other wing backs why have we then thought right let's 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 send Oakley out again because I generally do think Oakley would do a job for us. Yeah, I'd prefer Oakley there over you know Jordan Graham, yeah. let's say. Yeah, and just players. I'm always saying it. Players out of position. I hate playing players out of position. Yeah. You set them up to fail, and the team. You set the team up to fail. But yeah, Marcel Oakley out on loan. I'm sure he's going to do well. He was there. He was in that same league last, well, before Christmas. Um, so, yeah, I think he's going to do well and hopefully he comes back a more completed player and he's in the picture for next season. I don't want to see us lose Marcelo. I think he is a good player. I think there's a player there. All right, another one, George Hall. George Hall remains at the club mm. even after... Pesky Troy Deeney trying to barter on a deal. If you didn't hear our opinions on that one or you don't really know what we're talking about, definitely rewind to episode 81 and listen to that. I think we were both very vocal. I was definitely very vocal on my opinions on all of that and that fiasco. So, 
If you've missed that episode 81, give it a listen. But George Hall stays at the club. Arguably our biggest asset. Still in a blue shirt. Injured, but should be coming back in the next week or two. Mm. A player that surely we need to give some game time now. Yeah, and a player really where, if I was in his shoes, doesn't have a lot to prove, but has... He's got a lot to lose. Exactly. Yeah. And I think based on, particularly in the Blues community, the word around him and all that stuff, I think he's going to come back into the picture and play a much bigger role. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm excited to see when he gets back from injury. Hopefully, he's got more responsibility on his plate now because, yeah, he's, he's definitely building a name for himself. Yeah, and eyes are on him. Yeah. Eyes are on him now. Yeah. Way more than they were before. 100%. All thanks to, well, partly some due to Mr. Troy Dean. Yeah, I but think that has, I think that has blown up his spot big time. Obviously, mm. you know, anyone who goes to the games and has seen George Hall get on the pitch, he, he does speak for himself in terms yeah. of his ability. And it is clear to see that he is a baller. But I think Troy Deeney's interview has, has garnered some attention for sure. Man, 100, it has. All right. Give us your thoughts then, Faze, quickly, before we move on mm. to the rest of the Blues news and the big juicy one takeover talks. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the transfer window in its whole, really? I mean, if you just look at the players that we've brought in, maybe let's just go from that standpoint, because yeah. the outgoings haven't been substantial yeah. anyway. But if we look at the players we've brought in, Kevin Long, mm-hmm. Manny Longella, and Reda Kadra, what are your thoughts? Overall, I'm happy with it, to be honest. Um, not best pleased. Interesting opinion. Yeah, not best pleased with Long, to be honest. But I think with Longello, I'd like to say, again, I could be proven very wrong here, but I'd like to say that it's decent business in terms of mm. fairly limited expenditure. It makes sense, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Obviously, getting another loaning off our books, getting another permanent signing into our club, which we desperately need each season. Um, and hopefully he does push on. Hopefully he does continue to give us output. Kadra, I think obviously, even though he's a lone player, we've seen what an impact he's had in what four games that he's played for us, three games. So can't can't really speak highly enough of him. To be fair, since he's come in, obviously we've got a bit of bad news um, surrounding Kadra, but in terms of that, I think we're pretty fortunate really to get him on loan. Um, I do just wish that we got more players in better positions, whether that's a striker, whether that was a, a stronger wing back, um, obviously to help us, ideally a permanent as well. But I do think a lot of it you have to reflect on. We're not in the best position and especially January has been a terrible month for us in terms of football. So it was a hard month really for us to, to get signings through the door, I think. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think I echo a lot of the points that you've raised, definitely. Um, I think Kadra is... Sorry. I was going to say, you said the, that's surprising, that it was a decent window. So what do you think? It's a poor window for us. So I don't think it's been that great a window. <laughs> okay, I on, echo the on. points when you talk about the individual players. Yeah, yeah. Longello is a smart move. I think yeah. it makes sense. Kevin Long financially doesn't really hinder us much no it's a fine move in terms of we needed a player just to literally list on the squad yeah. 
team sheet who can hopefully do a job. Mm. But you see, he's a free. We've got him on a six-month permanent, so he doesn't he doesn't affect us bringing any exciting loan players or anything like that in. I don't think he's up to the no. scratch right now. I still think there's ring rust there, or maybe he's just not up to the level. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but in terms of a business standpoint, I think that's fine. And Redicadra, I think, has been by far, you know, 100% is the, the the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of the transfer window. Again, he was someone that had question marks over, is he just yeah, going to be a big sure. part player or, you know, and where are we going to play him? <laughs> what? I was just laughing. When he first came in the door, I think... <laughs> <laughs> when he's first got blue shirt on yeah. I think you made a couple of comments actually about <laughs> him not looking the fittest so uh, yeah it is funny that he's ended up showing himself to be decent like, he's actually baller no man. he is he's, he's got an like, absolute baller. The but he band. did he did look uh, as if he hadn't played in a while initially. yeah yeah a little portly a little yeah exactly but I'm like his little no 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 I'm, I'm like I'm the leader of his fan club yeah, yeah. at the minute. I think yeah. he's brilliant. I think anyone, Absolutely man, brilliant. I mean, anyone who's been watching the games, like he has made an impact. And not only that, I mean, he's made an impact in each game pretty much within like the first five minutes of, of yeah, the game. He's like starting. He carries the team on his back. Yeah. We're all yeah. you know playing head down, negative exactly. football. Like Lord, look like they've been out on the piss the night before. Yeah, exactly. And he literally is like a live wire. Yeah, he's yeah. like what well, go back to when Chong first joined the club. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, absolute live wire. So, and yeah, got himself a couple of goals already yeah. in what four games. Which is a nuisance. But yeah, Kadra, like I said, the the light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to the transfer window for me. When I say disappointing, is yeah, we still lack so much depth. We still lack so much depth. Yeah, you know, we needed we needed another wing back in. I think an established wing back could have done. You know, with I mean. Centre backs. Once we get, once we get Robbo and Dean back, then you're looking pretty good. Then really, yeah. But and, it does also and Nico issue, Gordon. It does also bring the issue of summer's going to be a, a hefty yeah. job again. But I don't think I don't think January's the window anyway to no, build no, your team no. out. I mean, but I was hoping secretly that we could get Sanderson or or someone over the line. Yeah, I mean, Sanderson definitely was the one I wanted yeah. on a permanent. Or yeah. Trusty, 100%. But I don't think Trusty's even on our... Yeah. yeah I don't yeah, think we'll yeah. be able to get him. He's no. that good. Yeah. But the the, the 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 obvious one for me is the striker. Mm. Us not coming away with another striker, yeah. I think it's criminal, really. Yeah. I'm sure the club did everything they physically could to get a striker through the door. But, yeah, I think that's where I think... We just didn't strengthen in the positions that I think we needed to strengthen. When I say strengthen, I mean, you know, bring depth in. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kadra is naturally like an attacking midfielder or winger, but we're going to, I know we are, we're playing him more, you know, more forward. And I don't want to see him being like playing as a striker if we get any injuries. Because again, you're playing him out of position. Is he really going to be his absolute, he is a player who needs freedom. He is. He plays yeah. best with freedom. You've seen it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I think, has it been an amazing, has it been a great transfer window? I have to say no. I don't think it has been. I think it's something that will it will keep us going. But is it anything to help us push up the league? Or is it, it going to make massive impact? I don't really think so. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, Kadra definitely is a player who could impact, but we're talking about one player. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's quickly, let's quickly touch on, before we get into the juice of the takeover talk, is the club statement. The club statement came out a couple of days ago. And I just want to quickly, really quickly just touch on this one. It is just frustrating for me to read as a supporter, and I'm sure it is for the people who have actually read it. It's basically them down the ground and them saying or them acknowledging, yeah, we haven't given you any f- updates for a while, so it's important that we come here and basically give you an update. And it's basically saying there are no further updates. We're working on it. And we've got a load of messages which we can't reply to directly, so we thought we'd send this statement out just to say mm. that we've received them and we no- and they're noted but work continues, but no real further update. Yeah. It's funny, actually, I saw even Ian Dutton tweet recently, uh, kind of a similar thing, which was around... Nice. Around <laughs> Not the, the mic. Around um, basically coming back after n- being sort of not so vocal recently because of obviously being busy and all the stuff around the blues. And he faced some backlash even for that. Mm. You know, a lot of frustrated fans are out there. A lot of frustrated fans, particularly around, obviously, the ownership. A lot of replies were around sort of, well, this is very vague. We still know nothing. Like, how are the owners not replying? How are we not hearing anything about them getting out of the club, all of this stuff? A lot of people calling for the protest to obviously continue. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. And it's a shame because Ian Dutton gets a flack for yeah, it and exactly. faces it. He is the face exactly. of it, isn't it? And it's not necessarily him. Yeah, it's it's almost like your hands are tired when yeah. you're in his position because you You've, you have to be vague. And I bet, I bet it was Ian Dutton who was just saying, "Look, we've got to put something out." Yeah, exactly. There's nothing exactly. because I'm hearing nothing from the you know the owners and and all of this. But I've got to say something because, you know, he can feel the tension. Like a lot of fans interact with Ian Dutton, um, and yeah. So again, and that's what that statement really read to me. You know, we've got to get something out just to calm things down and let them know that you know we do see you, but I've got nothing to tell them. Um, so yeah, a weird one really, and and, and more frustration on my part really, just seeing that and thinking, yeah, yeah, no update, which is weird. Yeah. Why is then why why do they not know when works are gonna conclude? When why do they not have a rough timeline? Do you know what I mean? Like this is the work we've got to do. Yeah. Are you telling me they're still looking through the foundation yeah. to see the, the absolute disrepair of it? Like I don't know, I find it hard to believe. Yeah, I mean I've literally just quickly pulled up the tweet and it is basically the same as what the club statement's saying. Just very vague. It literally says, obviously, afternoon all acknowledging the tweets that he's had over the past few weeks and months. Um, and then he's got a tweet after that just saying, however, I want to reassure supporters that we are still working incredibly hard behind the scenes to make necessary improvements across all departments, including the continued stadium repair works. And then just, again, thanks to supporters and keep right on. Mm. You know, yeah. just, yeah, same message, but just nutshell, a different that is the statement, yeah. And obviously, rightly so, there are frustrated fans that have got back and on top of him. It's just, um, yeah, I don't know. This club, it's always the same, isn't it? I know, I know. But we might be on to brighter days. Exactly. Nice little segue, actually. It Hopefully. Is. It's as if it was planned. Uh, takeover talks, right? The bit that we want to know and we want to talk about. So, on Saturday, it was confirmed that Paul Richardson, yes... You heard right, Paul Richardson. Mr. Hera. Mr. Hera. Mr. Jim Shark. Mr. Jim Shark. 
the man. Um, yeah, so he's back in talks as part of the Jeremy Dale's bid. So again, we broke it to you last week. Yeah. On episode eighty-one, the latest around the takeover. Uh, Jeremy Dale, the the man in the hot seat who's driving the deal, who's going to be the head of the consortium taking over or hoping to take over the club. And yeah, we're now hearing that Paul Richardson is also part of that consortium um, and is in talks for the club to, you know, be a part of the takeover. For me, massive thumbs up. We've seen him drive the bid before with Maxi Lopez as part of Max Co. He's a blue nose. He's been and he's been open now. You know, it's been confirmed that he was helping the day to day running of the club financially. Um, so I think the sticking point which has now come to light is BSHL are not budging on how they want the deal to be negotiated. Apparently they want it in a three part mm. deal. Um and apparently it's a quote unquote it's non negotiable. That's how they want to do it. So I think that's why the Paul Richards and the Maxco um, deal fell apart. We're also hearing that apparently Maxi Lopez couldn't get the relevant or the required full funding. But again, that's a rumour, so don't quote me on that one. But yeah, a three-part deal. And apparently that the reason behind BSHL wanting to do that is that will enable them to maintain or keep their public listing on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange for, for a little bit longer. So... Yeah, I'm not an accountant or a financial expert, but apparently that is the reason behind it. The first part, which we've known, and it's confirmed now again, the first part of the deal will be the 21.64% stake yeah. that Vong Petch, Mr. Vong Petch, the mystical character that is Vong Petch. So it'll be his stake that will be the first part of the deal. And that'll be the first part that will need to be executed, taking over that 21.64%. And then subsequent two stages, which I'm not completely, and I don't think they've been disclosed either, what those two parts will be or how they'll be paid. But again, the club figure that BSHL of what put on the club and the ground remains the same as it was with Max Co. And that is around the £35 million mark. Mm. So, fingers crossed, Jeremy Dow's a blue nose, as we told you. On last week's episode, Paul Richardson is a blue nose. And if you haven't checked out his socials, definitely head over there because he's pretty, in his story, he's pretty vocal around the blues yeah. and you know posting blues content yeah. as well as his I mean, multiple businesses. To me, it seems like, and this is a very positive thing, it does seem like obviously the more that emerges around this, it looks like Paul Richardson is going around trying to get I know, investors. Potentially, exactly. To be a part of, so he can gain ownership of the club, obviously, yeah. along with others. But that's what it looks like. But it looks he, like he he's trying to wants garner to interest and yeah. garner funds, which is why, obviously, he teams up with Maxi Lopez, yeah. why he looks like he's teaming up with Jamie Dale. I mean, the big thing is, for me, the most positive thing when I saw his name pop up was it shows, hopefully, how serious he is about know, taking over exactly. the club. Exactly. And the fact that he's been paying exactly. and helping the clubs every day exactly. running financially without yeah. even being an owner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's mad and to me. And obviously, since the Maxi Lopez stuff went through, he's found himself a new business partner, hopefully, and he wants to push on. So, yeah. like you said, thumbs up. Extremely Again. successful businessman as well. Exactly. Someone that I think we, you know, take a lot of inspiration from. Yeah. You know, since the whole Blues take-home and stuff, we've done... Well, we've both been looking into Paul Richardson's yeah. career and stuff and genuinely like, yeah, 
I mean, and someone business, for a lot of people to to look at yeah. and take note from. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Let's see what happens again. I, but know, exactly. I, I love the idea that there's two blue noses leading a consortium that, you know, we're going to hopefully take the club and take it off of the hands of BSHO. You know, we've always said get rid of the owners, but mm. you can't go out of the frying pan and into the fire. Yeah. And I genuinely feel like, yeah, this can't be a bad thing. You know, yeah. Paul Richardson, even his involvement, like I said, paying for the club, you know, day-to-day business and not even being on paper the owner, I think says a lot about the character and how much he li- uh, well, you know, how much he loves the club. Mm. So, yeah, huge I mean, thumbs up. It does seem like, even though, you know, we definitely are at least sceptical all the time, especially more recently, you know. I think you have we, to be, yeah, though, don't and, you? And especially you when we be. are obviously hosting a podcast and all that stuff, you have to be even more so. Um, but I will say it does seem like this is for sure the biggest push in the right direction in years, whether that's even just a standpoint from the fans, like we said about the Blues Trust call and that sort of thing where... Yeah groups of fans are coming together and obviously voicing their frustrations and pushing in the same direction, but also Paul Richardson and hopefully blue noses in their own right, Mm. trying to take over the club, obviously actual figures of money being around. It all comes down to one BSHL, whether they want to give it up and two, hopefully the books being in enough order where potential investors um, we're now attractive again exactly as an ass, which know, i'd as like an to think i'd like to think you know the fact that paul richardson must have had an insight with maxi lopez must have you know basically knows the figures and mm. what the deal looks like and all that stuff so i'm hoping now with this second round of, of takeover talks and stuff that it is a lot more realistic because hopefully there'd be less surprises for jeremy dale or whoever else is in this consortium because Paul Richardson's been there, done that already and hopefully has an insight that he can share with them. Yeah. So yeah, fingers crossed this time round we'll actually get over the line. through and get over the line. Exactly. Exactly. Right. That sums up Blues News. A bit of a long one really, but a lot to cover. <laughs> yeah. A lot to cover. A lot to cover. But again, stay tuned. We're going to keep bringing the latest updates Everything we know is just scour the web, um, finding for little nuggets on the takeover in particular. So, yeah, like I said before, head over to the socials, check us out. A lot more content coming very, very soon. All right, Faze, let's not break the bank and bore everyone to sleep with this one. Let's quickly recap on the games. Yeah, let's go for it. Blackburn. Yep, Blackburn Rovers, fourth round replay. Of the FA Cup. And, I mean, again, it was a game going into, I thought we were going to get blown out. I thought it was a game we were going to lose. I could already hear the excuses for the Swansea game, saying that, oh, the players are knackered, that's why we lost the Swansea game, blah, blah, blah. I could just see it knocking on. And I think on last week's episode, I was pretty dismissive of the FA Cup anyway. And I think Blues does it to you. We've always got to concentrate on the league. Any distractions are not welcome because we're always in a bloody dogfight. But on the whole, I mean, we lost 1-0 to a strong Blackburn Rovers team, took mm. them all the way into extra time, and it was an own goal, wasn't it? Yeah, trusty own 100th goal. minute. 
own goal by Trussell. That undid us. Pretty unlucky as well, really. Yeah. A little deflection from like his thigh, um, ball across, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, exactly. But I have to say, before the the cup games, you know, the 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 first leg and then the replay, I do feel like that was has been a. I mean, it's easy to say now because you're looking at it in hindsight. And if I jump to the Swansea game, obviously, hopefully everyone knows we, that was a win, a huge win for us, a 4-3 win. But in terms of the performances going back before those games, the FA Cup games, you know, the five games that we lost, taking Blackburn Rovers to a replay... Losing in the hundredth minute, you got to take the positives out of that. 100%. We haven't rolled over, haven't got, like, you know, haven't, haven't got destroyed. Considering how poor our form was in the league, and when I'm saying hindsight, I want to also just erase the first half of the Swansea game out of all of memory, yeah. because that absolutely poo-poo's on my uh, my theory <laughs> of, uh, yeah, exactly. It's a family show, mate. Sometimes, some weeks, it's mm. a family show. Other weeks, it just goes out a window, but. We've got stuff to celebrate here, mate, so we're on a good one. But, yeah, the first half in that Swansea game was Blues back to that absolutely awful rut, dead form, and just looking like, yeah, we are anyone's for the taking. Yeah, yeah, I mean, literally, I'm just quickly get up the the game, but it it wasn't long before... You know, maybe what first 10, 20 minutes. Not only did their manager say it, but just watching the game, we could have arguably been three nil down. Yep, there were three clear chances where Ruddy, being Ruddy, has kept us in the game pretty much. But also just defensive breakdowns too easy. Ball being played through, defenders not on it. Team really just lackadaisical. And. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty fortunate that they didn't have the finishing touch. Really, they could have they could have dead and buried us within the first twenty minutes of the first half. And I think that's the frustration at the end of the game from Swansea fans, everyone yeah. involved with yeah. Swansea Football Club. You know, I mean, if you've, I'm sure most people haven't blue noses, but we did, didn't we? We watched the interview of the Swansea manager yeah. after the game, and I have to say. Have you seen a more gutted? I, 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 I was like, so surprised. I he, actually felt bad for he him. He honestly looked like, like he, he wanted to cry. Yeah. Literally. There yeah. was that much frustration there. It was, yeah, uh, he genuinely was baffled as to how they haven't yeah. come away with the win. And you have to say, after the first half, second half was a different game. But first half, you have to, you have to bury us. Yeah. I hate to say it, but you have to. Yeah, I mean, if you just look at the first half, though, so obviously poor performance. We were getting texts and messages from from fans telling us what a poor game it was, watch-wise, and then fortunately we got a penalty. Against the runner play, and it was the man Kadra. Exactly, and again, this is something that the Swansea manager raised in his his post-match interview. From the highlights, for some reason, they never show replays, so it's hard to tell. But the Swansea manager and obviously their players were under the impression that he didn't even get touched. Mm. Either way, fortunate, got the penalty. 
Hogan slots it. Pretty fortunate again I because know. keeper got a fair hand to it. Um, either way, one nil up. We're laughing. Well, we're laughing in terms of we've absolutely yeah, stolen managed goal, to steal yeah. it. Either way, not long after twenty third minute, they do finally get an equaliser. Like I said before that, they had about three clear chances. Yeah. But either way, they finally break the deadlock for themselves and get a goal. Six minutes after that, they score again. <laughs> so, as the first half started, it carried on really, apart from yeah. the blip, which was us getting a penalty and scoring. Other than that, it was the same story pretty much the whole time, which was Blues really getting run over. And to be honest, I don't know whether it's the frustration or what, but that has got to be one of the games where we've had the most frustration from fans, really. Oh, yeah. Within the first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Everything was pinging off. Yeah, exactly. And we had, like, yeah, just everyone was saying what a poor performance it was. So much frustration around the team. And it's clear to see, when you watch the highlights, it is clear to see why that would have happened. I mean, especially if you were at the ground... I can only imagine, you know, especially in the first 10 Man. minutes, you're kind of just thinking, here we are I'm again. I'm thinking how many people would have genuinely... There would have been people left the first half time yeah, thinking, yeah, exactly. I'm not staying to watch this crap. And exactly, get because battered. it was looking like it was just going to continue. It was just going to continue. Luckily, the second half did change and we changed our formation and we looked like a different team. Yeah, exactly. I mean, players that... I mean, if we look at just the players that came on, made a huge, huge difference, didn't they? Yeah. Are you going to get to them or? Yeah. We had <laughs> okay, Longello. We had Hannibal come on. We had yeah. Bakuna come on. And later we had as well uh, Juki come on. And they did. They changed the game. Longello, yeah. we saw the best of Longello going forward. Juki, when Juki was on, hustle and bustle. As we know, just. Yeah, the strength. He's that target man. Bakuna, some of the balls, the ball he played into. Well, let's tr- get into that, yeah. Let's not jump too thanks, far Thanks ahead. for cutting me up, mate. Oh, I was going to say. And Hannibal that's... again, that bulldog in Hannibal. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. If you take it in order, you go <laughs> straight after the first half, second half, Hannibal's come on, Bakuna's come on, and they made a difference. I mean, literally, Bakuna's come on in the 46th minute, and... Chong's managed to bag himself an equaliser literally pretty much after first half. What was the minute? It was 55th minute. Yeah. So you saw, as you mentioned, the balls that Bakuna was putting in. Great little run from Chong. Great little ball from Bakuna. And what a slot. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You know, running straight at the keeper, a lot of pressure on him. I was thinking Kadra's on there. You know, I was thinking literally pass it across to him, cement the goal. Luckily, Chong had the uh, bull in him, yeah. had the dog in him, and he slotted it away. Great little finish, 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. And at that point, from then on, pretty much, it was the tides turning. You know, the frustration that we had from the first half, a lot of people were messaging, saying that we looked like a different team. Yeah, much better. Changed the formation. The tactic, four, exactly. And that, four, and that, two, three, one, we and changed And that it seemed to. to be the driving force, really. Even from Eustace's mouth himself, Yeah, that seemed to be the catalyst for what really changed the game completely in our favour. Completely. Go yeah, on. yeah I, was, I was just going to say, I mean, 
it was disappointing the third goal, their third goal, in terms of it was a very rare mistake from Ruddy. Played yeah. it basically out to their striker. Exactly, literally it three minutes after the equaliser. Yeah, but again, for us not to drop our heads and to go, and man, it just tastes so sweet scoring, what, in the 90th and the 97th minute? Like... Yeah, amazing. Mm. Amazing. Like I can only imagine what it was like to be there. Yeah, and I mean, it's funny because, again, on the run-up to that goal, once we were 3-2 down, you could see the players. We were getting balls in. We were getting some good play going. You could see the players not just not hanging their heads, but also sniffing the blood out. I mean, mm. I don't know if you can clarify the situation, but they had one of their players off, didn't they? So it was down to 10. Yeah, men. so they'd, they'd, they'd already made all their subs. And um, one of their players, I can't remember who it was, but went down injured. They didn't have any subs and they had to exactly. go down. But exactly. again, you know, and okay, they were down to 10 men, but you've still got to capitalise on that. You don't rest, you go for it. And we did, we went for the jugular and it paid off. Yeah, yeah. You could see though, you could see the players, once once particularly that happened, they were, they were absolutely on it. You could see, I think it was before the equaliser, um, I think it was a Longello ball or something. You could just see the players like Longello as soon as it obviously I oh, think it yeah, went out for a corner. It's like riling everyone yeah. up. The players really wanted it, and then it culminated in Dukey's equaliser, which was a ball across from Colin. Dukey being the dog he is I as know. well. Head I up. remember rewinding it because he pushes a player out of the way. He doesn't even need to push, but yeah, that's yeah, just Dukey yeah. being Dukey. Yeah. yeah, gets himself in front of it, gets himself a goal. I know. Um, and then. Trusties last minute beautiful cornering which is rare I mean I know always first man isn't exactly it? which to be fair this was the first man it's just a good thing that a trusty was, was the first the man, man yeah um, and what a header yeah. seriously what back a header across. back across right in the corner of the goal mm. yeah it was a serious goal yeah amazing moment trusty absolutely loving it if you haven't Fans seen this post-match interview it. Yeah, watch that. He's, I know. Loving, he's literally saying it's the moments he lives for in football. Yeah, which that's why we play football. Is so yeah. true. Um, again, I can only imagine what it was like for the fans there. Yeah, it was a roller coaster just reading your messages and and yeah, seeing the scoreline, yeah. let alone actually being there or watching it on Blues TV or whatever the case was. So, um, what an amazing achievement for the team, John Eustace again. Tapping his badge, absolutely oh, loving the, it. The scenes at the end of the game were amazing. You yeah. know, and it is, it's like... It was, like to back watch to, that. was it the Preston game we went to? Uh, where, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The away game where, you know, Eustace is slapping his badge. And that oh. was literally the change at that point. Remember, we went, yeah. on, we went on a run before Christmas um, after that game. That kind of was the catalyst there. And, and, you know, you think about it, you know, the little bits of luck and, you know, them going down to 10 men, yeah. but we still had to capitalise yeah. on it. Stuff like that, you know, this could be a turning yeah. point. Do and you, know you I mean? do look at, like you mentioned, the two Blackburn games. You know, there's, there's. I know we're particularly kind of uh, slow to give praise about cup games and stuff because we're not bothered about them as much. But yeah. if you do just count them as three performances, especially when someone like Gary Gardner's just come back in the team, yeah, that's and true. he and he showed himself up um, in a good way. Made, me, made it sound like it was bad then, oh, no. but those three performances have been pretty strong from Blues yeah um, it's just a matter of whether we can take that into the next game mm. another bit which we haven't mentioned yet which is terrible news is Kadra yeah 
Apparently Kadra took a knock, he came off and that was fifty seven. Yeah, long gallo came on for, for Kadra, but yeah, apparently took a, a blow to his hamstring. And yeah, the latest you heard is they're they're waiting to hear more. So God imagine if we lose him for a couple of weeks or even longer. Hopefully it's not, hopefully it's nothing. Yeah. And he'll be back for the Albion game on Friday. But yeah, we're waiting yeah, to hear it's more definitely on that. Of yeah, massive. Not looking good. Like I said, our shining light right now. It really is. Attacking wise. <laughs> so, oh, but yeah, I just want to mention, which is really, I think for me is amazing to see, is Eustace. Um, not only at the end of the game, but in his post-match press conference, him coming out and basically saying, yeah, he got it tactically wrong in the first half, which I think is amazing. We saw the team line up as a five-three-two. Yeah, very good point. And he came out and said, look, I got it wrong. First half, you know, I put the players in a 5-3-2 formation, a formation that they hadn't played in much, didn't have much training around. They didn't know whether to press, whether to back off, where to go, where to, you know, stay in position. But again, he noticed it and changed it and went to 4-2-3-1 in the second half and that made the world a difference. And for him to come out and, yeah, just even be aware of that, you know, it's hard for you to admit Look, you've yeah. done something wrong yep. or even to take ownership over yep. something. Takes weight off the players And I as think well. as fans, you know, you have to get behind that. You know, that is some serious, like, self-awareness and something that's so important in life in general. This is now going from a, a football podcast know, into, like, some self-help. Yeah. But genuinely, you know, that is a big thing for him on that big stage as well to say, yeah, I got it wrong. It helps that we won. And the fashion that we did win. But him just coming out and saying that to me speaks volumes and, you know, goes that extra mile. You know, I'm absolutely team use this. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to point that out. I think that's an amazing point and amazing to see him being, you know, self-aware and puts his hands up, you know, and acknowledges, you know, he's not going to get everything right. Right, I think that wraps us up, guys. We've now, on Friday, got the Albion. Mm. Albion at home. Big one, mate. Yeah, big one as well. Big because one. before it, yeah, protest. Yeah, yeah. Protest, but also if we just look at the run of form, you're thinking, yeah, it was a big game anyway. Can we take this unbelievable energy the club has got now into the Albion game and get another three points? Can yeah. we beat them in the local I mean, Harvard? Albion, it's going to be a tough one. It always is. Always is. I think they're sitting at fourth. Yeah. Quick check, a quick check. I'm pretty sure they are. No, completely wrong, mate. Are they? Sixth. Okay, not completely wrong then. No, but four isn't six, is A it? recent change. But, go on, quickly. What do you think the scoreline's going to be? Yeah, I'm hoping we... Um, is Hogan getting another hat-trick? Nah. <laughs> I'm hoping, though, that we just give him a tough game. I'm, I'm going to be realistic. For some reason, in my head right now, I've got a draw... Um, and I'm thinking it'll be 1-1. One, one. I think it'll just be a a very, um, what's the word, tough game, basically, in terms of, I think it'll just be physical and defensive, really. Um, yeah. On our part. I, I don't want to say sort of stop-start and sloppy, but mm. I do think it'll be a tough game and we'll just um, be bringing it to him really physically. And hopefully we can get a goal. Yeah, I think we're going to win 2-1. I think it's going to be, like you said, a bit of a scrappy game. But I do think we're going to win 2-1. I think we're going to take the energy into 
the Albion game. I generally to. think we're going to look back at the Swansea game and think this is a turning point in the season. I just have a feeling. Yeah. I really do. Just everything, the way it went, mm. the way the game turned out, everything about it, even yeah. the end of the game, the energy, the way yeah. the club has completely did. It feels like, you know, like the sun has started to rise over the club, you know. Well, yeah, I and just like I said, it, it's literally it's a, a nod back moment. to that Preston game where yeah. we did push on after it. Yeah. We had a great run of form after it all the way up to Christmas and you saw what position yeah. we were in then. I, th- yeah, I just think this is different. I just think everything is kind of lining up. Even the takeover towards Paul Richardson being yeah. back in, I just the feel morale. optimistic. I mean, I could also be your standard fickle football fan who's thinking, you know, we get a win and everything's amazing. But I just have a feeling, you know, like the club is hopefully... You know, turning the page, but uh, yeah, I think I think we win. I think we win two one. Yeah, like I said about the Swansea game, a huge game going into. It. I literally saw the Swansea game as almost a cup final, really, in yeah. terms of turning it around and getting Big three game. points. So this isn't much different. You know, a few of these games coming up are are literally cup finals going into them we mm. need to string wins we need to string points together to get up and around the mid table again so yeah the mindset in my head is absolutely want the win it's just yeah hopefully we can achieve it yeah agree stay tuned episode 83 same time next week come back we'll give you the latest blues news and hopefully we can celebrate a big win against the album mm. before we go let's do a shameless plug of the socials. so make sure you check us out on instagram at the tilton 2 yep twitter facebook at the tilton 2 youtube the tilton 2 like comment share subscribe new content coming very soon very very soon and the website phase and the we website should exactly. be live this time next week so exactly. again make sure you head back to the same spot episode 83 and we'll share all of the big news. But again, as always, thank you for listening to today's episode or this week's episode. And yeah, until next time, keep right, keep on. right on. <laughs>